You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, hey, I'm not a Chiefs fan anymore. I'm no. back with the Bears oh, no, 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 because no. Justin Fields has it figured out. Chiefs win. Travis Kelsey's a GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is a GOAT. Andy Reid is a GOAT. Go Chiefs. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with No Idea Irrelevant. Here's Jim Rutledge. Apropos, we have Mr. Irrelevant in the Everlight Solar Studio today for Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light like Ryan just crushed my hopes and dreams. And uh, speaking of Mr. Irrelevant, the Badgers are getting closer and closer to being irrelevant in March. We're going to talk about do they make the tournament, but I think we can agree that they are screaming towards a horrific end to their season. I when you start that. and I'm not I'm not getting on the great guard firing train. That's not what I'm doing. All I'm talking about today is that the Badgers, it is not crazy to say. That surprises me. Based on the way that they have been playing, it is not crazy to say the Badgers might finish the year combining February and March two and ten. What? <laughs> and apparently the according to Alex Strofier the NCAA is such a crap show and embarrassingly bad at basketball that a team that has had a horrible calendar year of 2024 and has gone t- and could possibly not horrible. They had a good January. They did not have. It's they went seven okay. and one in January, but they didn't beat anyone. They were, in, for, they were in first place in the Big Ten. At yeah, the but end they of the were just January. beating up on the Caesars of the poor. They were seven and one in a co- in one of the power the six conferences but, in the month but, of January. They didn't How beat is that any, embarrassing? They because were they didn't seven beat and any, one because they didn't beat anyone. Seven in and one in hey, the Big Ten. You, see, the, my point is, you don't have any other uh, any other. It doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't. If you beat bad teams, it doesn't matter. Uh, And also, you're two and six in the month of February. Two and six when it matters. Two and six. Two and six. Seven wins is more than six losses. Possibly uh, two and ten. Take that for that. It's an over 500 record in the month of 2024. They are a crap team right now. They're playing horrible basketball. Currently, they are a crap basketball team. I'm not disagreeing. They're playing really bad basketball. That's what I want to talk about today because if you want to hang on to January uh, and some soft wins in January, sure. They are a team right now that is spiraling, and it's embarrassing. They Uh, are a team that has fallen off the face of the earth, (laughs) and um, it can't be just because they don't have the talent. Because either they've been figured out, which this is the other concern I have, Alex, is that Badger basketball... Historically, mm-hmm. especially with since COVID and all that, they bring back a lot of the same players, and so they get off the hot starts quicker than other teams because the Badgers just bring back the same players, so they don't have the continuity issues that other teams have. And then by the time it really matters, because even the year they won the Big Ten with Johnny Davis, it was a ch- they, it was starting to slip away, and it was a Chucky Hepburn corner three mm-hmm. that saved that season for them as far as not throwing away the Big Ten title. That they start, and then they obviously didn't do they did bupkis in the tournament. There's a concern in my brain here that this team is a team that does well early because they bring back the majority of their starters, but then once everyone else finds their continuity and has their players gelling, then the Badgers are very beatable. So there are some red flags here that roll on for a little bit with Badger basketball. And I'm not into the fire guard point yet, but if they finish and they let's say they don't win another game before the NCAA tournament, whether they make it or not, unless they make a run, I think his seat should be pretty damn hot. Damn hot! But we're yeah. not there yet. I said there's a lot of ifs, yeah. so don't be aggregating me, I mean, Prime. I, I know you and I uh, uh, argued a lot about this last season when they missed the NCAA tournament, but I am very pro-Greg Guard. I'm one of the biggest Greg Guard defenders on planet Earth, I think. I think he is the answer. Uh, as a head basketball coach at the collegiate level, at least for now, right? Like, I, I don't know that last night's loss was necessarily his fault. Um, I don't know that a lot of these losses were necessarily his fault. I mean, of course, you can make the recruiting argument, but I thought he did a pretty damn good job in terms of recruiting this year. You had a guy like A.J. Storr. You had a guy like John Blackwell who had a really nice game last night and was on a roll prior to the uh, the smoky elevator that evacuated 
uh, the, the arena last night, which is just bananas to me. But nonetheless, you add those guys, you bring back everybody that was that was an NIT semifinalist last year. You should be playing better than this in the month of February. I'm with you. I still don't think we can just dismiss the month of January. They were in first place at the Big Ten. They were ahead of Purdue, who is the number one team in the country, or number two team in the country right now. They just have had a horrible, inexcusable fall from grace in the month of, uh, of February. Now, I, I mentioned this earlier on, on Mr. Relevant, which you mentioned. Like, with this team, they're probably talented enough to compete with just about anybody in, in the NCAA. They get into the tournament, I think they can compete with just about anybody. But they need a lot of things to go their way. The month of February has been the exact opposite of that. Everything that's needed to go their way hasn't. They can't hit a three-point shot if they were shooting a basketball into the ocean. They suck at the free-throw line yet again this year. They're shooting like 65-70% from the charity stripe. Like You're losing games that, that way. You, you lost yesterday by four points. I, I just I don't know what's gone wrong. Right? Yesterday they had three turnovers. Three. And they lost by four points. They had leads late. They just let them slip, and then they couldn't make a bucket in the last 90-plus seconds. So there are a lot of things that have gone wrong, but I still have faith this can be a good team. I think it's just a really inexcusably bad stretch. I'm going to give you some red flags. Uh, they're 3-8 and eight away from the Cole Center. They're yeah, four and six. Their last five. They're four and six in their last ten. Three and six away in the conference as well. Yeah. So they seem like a team that cannot travel their game. That they cannot bring their game somewhere else. Yeah. And Provid- I mean, you can bring up the Providence game earlier in the year, right? Like other than neutral sites, they've struggled on the year all, or on the road all year long. Right. And you look at some of the other teams. Like nobody's great away from home. But again, three and eight is worse than Illinois at four and five, and Purdue at six and three. So. Uh, you are a team that is not able to carry their style of play other places. To say the Badgers are talented enough to make a tournament run, look, man, I'll leave that to you. They are. Um, I mean, you say that, but right now there's no evidence. They're, they're just as likely to flame out in the first round than they are to make a tournament run. And that is a factual statement. I won't, I won't disagree with and that. And actually, if you're betting today, and maybe that should be our poll question instead of the one I was going to ask, what's more likely? The Badgers turn it around and make a tournament run, or they flame out and lose in the first round? I think we have to define tournament run in that case. Sweet 16. Sweet 16? Yep. Sweet 16. What's more likely? The first round? Uh, so, question. at the end of February here, looking at Badger basketball, would you bet your money on the Badgers losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament or making Sweet 16? 844 770 I find it amazing, Jimmy, that 24 hours ago we were on this program, you're like, nobody gives a damn about Badger basketball. But now they've lost five in a row on the road, and you're like, okay, we got to bury them. Yeah. Grab the shovels. Yeah, because I open up uh, Twitter this morning, and everyone's pissed off, and they rightly should be. It's embarrassing. I got Badger stands out there who ride or die for great guard, throwing them under the bus for yeah. oh, whether it was a joke or not. Or whether a joke year. or not. Uh, the, no, these are these are like you're an idiot. Don't ever fire a great guard, folks. Who are like, and they were calling him out for his joke or whatever the comment was about the fire, like you lose or the smoke and the, oh, yeah, the pause yeah. in the game. You lose the game. You got to shut up, Greg. Like you don't get to say it. Like I, I get it. Maybe he was trying to joke. Maybe you don't. I think he was you joking. just sound like a loser when you yeah. say it after the game. I, you can't do it. I think it was lighthearted, but I get your point. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what it was. It, it matters what it comes across as, hey, when, and it comes across as sour grapes. When you are coaching a loser team who's two and six in February, you can't make the jokes. I mean, you can't. I, I mean, when you shoot thirty percent from outside, eight for twenty-six. When you shoot forty-three percent overall from the field against a team that shot sixty-two percent from the field. You're not going to win that basketball and game. I, like, I will say this. I, I'm not trying to get on the players as much, so guard is facing the brunt of it. And I get the guard and the player. Like Obviously, the players aren't executing. But at this point, these are all guards, guys. And guard's the one handling the rotations. And guard's the ones who is coaching these players during yeah. practices and all the rest. So this is all on in college basketball more than you know as pro sports. It is heavily on the coach. So he has to wear it. He has to wear whatever's wrong with this team. He has to wear what's happened to some of these players. And, I, I don't, and yeah. that's a weird part of it. I mean, some of these players just don't look like the players they were early. No, you're right. And so were they you know, figured I, out, or were they were never that good? Uh, I mean, two things can be true, right? Like, I, I think Stephen Crowell's had a really rocky year. I think Tyler Wall had a rocky game yesterday. He got in foul trouble early, sat a lot of the second half. 
and, and just hasn't been the, the offensive presence I think they expected him to be. Only nine points last night, the only starter not in double figures for Bucky. I, I, they have no room for air. No, like, but it, I, I still think you can make a case, and it sucks because I wouldn't have made this case in January, but I will at the end of February, is they still lack the offensive flamethrower they missed a year ago. right? Like the, the NIT run they made, that was impressive by all means, but it's the NIT nonetheless, is they were super well-balanced, they were experienced, it was a good experience for them, they were pissed off, they went on a run, right? But this year's team needed a true number one scorer. And while in a lot of games and a lot of wins, it's been A.J. Store, it just hasn't been consistent enough. He shot under 50% again last night. He he was he's looked upon as you know the offensive flamethrower is the like term I'll keep been, using, but he just he's been kind of inconsistent on that side of the uh, on that side of the floor. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What's more likely, the Badgers make a Sweet Sixteen run or they lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Uh, I it's unfortunate that college basketball has gotten to the point that if the Badgers did not win another game before the NCAA tournament, they probably make it because an 18 18 win well, team that is two and ten in their last twelve games would not be a tournament team uh, under normal circumstances because that sort of disastrous ending to a season would be enough to put you out. I got to think about. But we're that. gonna we'll just assume they get in. Well, I uh, and I don't think they're going to do no, that. No, 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 because I just dismissed you when you brought it up. So if they lose their last three, that's a loss to Illinois, who's 13th, I think, in the country. That's a loss at home to Rutgers, which is a bad loss. Yeah. That should be a gimme win next week for in, in their home finale on senior night. Rutgers could be the game that decides if they make the tournament. Yeah, it could be. And then, obviously, they go to Purdue at the end of the season. I don't expect them to win that and game. And then they'll play. And if they and lose then they'll two probably out of those three. Be, they'll probably be the sixth seed uh, in the Big Ten tournament, maybe the seventh seed. <sighs> Oof. Um... Maybe. Maybe they miss it. And it'd be mainly because... If, if they lose the Rutgers and they lose in the first round of the Big Ten and tournament... It's, and it's a 2-10 and ten run. Like, to me, that's the stretch. Maybe 2-9 run. 2-9, okay. 2-9. No, they, they, they lose the Big Ten they, tournament, they, yeah, they lose oh, that and game, they too. Oh, and they lose the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like, they have yeah. to lose that one as well. So that would be... Ten games, like two and ten, is a brutal run with wins over who? Ohio State, who fired their head coach the next day, and Maryland at home. Uh, beat at Michigan home. State twice. Uh, Michigan yeah, State's a really yeah, Michigan right? State. If the Marquette. Badgers lose out, Michigan State might end up in front of you. Yeah, they will. True. They probably they split will. I mean, with Iowa too. Well. Like looking at the standings right now, Wisconsin is what fifth. And so yeah, they're tied for fourth. I think actually. They're, well, no, they would be the fifth seed in oh, the because, tournament because in the Nebraska Big Ten tournament if it yeah. started because yeah, Nebraska has a tiebreaker because they did. But lose if they to if they happen to Blew lose out, then Michigan State and Minnesota could jump them. They're both a game behind. I don't know their schedule and all that. So like it could, you know, run downhill on them <laughs> quickly. And and so like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little bit of uh, you watch more than I do, but I at least watch a good amount of. Uh, Badger basketball. It's like you know you got to take your medicine and just watch yeah, college some, basketball. Sometimes you have to. And uh, and like this isn't specific to the Badgers. It's just college basketball, and I will continue to say this. Just more of a defense of some of the things I'll say about the Badgers. It's just gotten to be a bad product. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Uh, I don't know if I said Robin Madison said fire guard line the pockets of Bobby Hurley and get him no. to Madison. No. Uh, David Deerfield. Jim is right. Second year in a row. That they have figured out yeah. at the, as a season. No, this part of it. That they were figured out as the season went along, and they've lost their mojo uh, as the season went along. And um, yeah, and last year was more linear, right? Like they had a bad January. Yeah, but the, too. Uh, they had I a mean, good January this year. So it, it, I mean, yes, as it's closing out, sure, I'll but hear they, that they, argument. But last year, they think they did get off to a nice start. Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they beat Marquette on the road in that double overtime and game. And same with uh, Johnny Davis. They, I mean, they still won the conference, but it got way tighter than it should have been. And then they obviously lost in the tournament. Yeah. So they're just kind of, I'm not saying it's right, it's just a working theory I have that because they bring back so many players that they're automatically prone to have a really good start because they're a team that has the continuity others don't have. So, for example, here, Stephen Kroll, he plays 35 minutes and takes nine shots. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I don't care about the point. I'd rather have him be 5 of 15 or 16 and have 10 points than 5 of 9. Agreed. Okay, so Tyler Wall... Overall, this season has been a consistent player. The problem with Tyler Wall is not with Tyler Wall. It's the fact that he, if he isn't scoring, they're automatically in trouble. Yeah. Like he, he carries the weight of the team, so it's not on Tyler Wall for having a bad game, but he's also not allowed to have a bad game because they don't have a lot of other players. A.J. Storr, I think he's been figured out a little bit that so unless his jumper is hot and he's a streaky jump shooter, he's a lot more one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. That he's hard. It's harder for him to score. 
Uh, but at least he's taking shots. Klesman is streaky. <laughs> True that. Yeah, Klesman is just streaky. streaky. And again, yeah. so like when you're trying to figure out how you're going to get consistent points, well, if Wall's off and Klesman's not hot, well, now you're in real trouble. Chucky is, again, steady Eddie. Uh, again, you, you get what you get out of Chucky. He is a nice Big Ten basketball player and a, yeah. a starting Big Ten guard in the Big Ten. He's a nice player. He, he led the team in rebounding last night. Right. He's, I, I, he's shortest, a, shortest, shortest player on the floor most right. of the time. I, yeah. okay. he's, a, he's, a, he's a grind. I, I, I love Chucky. I really like Chucky. He's just like he's at his, kind of his yeah. – he's kind of like Joel Stavis. He's, he's just a, like at his ceiling. He's a good player. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't, I actually don't hate that cop. Right, because yeah. I, I, don't, I think Stavi got a bad rap. I just think that Chucky's a guy that you know what you're going to get. And that's that's valuable in college. The, the issue with him, though, is it, it, and maybe not even an issue. I, I guess when you use the term consistently or consistency with him, he is consistent. The scoring just isn't. Yeah, the, the, well, he's just not a scorer, though. Is the problem? He's still going to get you roughly. He can get fifteen. He, yeah. he can get fifteen. He can get twenty, and he'll have nights where he'll do that. Last night, I think he had fifteen. Yeah, uh, but, but that's what, not good but for the some, team. But there's some nights where he'll have two. Right, right, and that was the case against Purdue when they lost. And I just don't know that you can do that either. So I, I'm I'm very very back and forth on on this team. I mean, what, so I just want to run through the lacking? rest of the players. Like uh, Winter, he's young, I'm not uh, playing much. Yeah, yeah Gilmore, Asijin's the weird one. I don't know what happened. I mean, I think you were trying to put him as all Big Ten before the season started. I was. Yeah, uh, I thought he would, I thought he would start. I thought he would play thirty minutes a night. That's just. Clearly hasn't happened. It's it's being blamed on his lack of defensive presence. But I mean, if you look at the Badgers, they're allowing a lot more points than they have in the Greg Gard era. Do this you think year, he so. transfers? I wouldn't blame him. I, mean, I, I I don't know that he does. No, but I I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, I could see him going. Was he from Illinois? Indiana. Indiana. I could see him going. Going you know, back to Indiana. Go play for Indiana. But he could play he's for. The any- number, he's the number seven all-time scorer in Indiana high school. Go play history. for Indiana State. Honestly, go they're better for, than the Badgers and Indiana. Go play. Are for, they good this year? Yes. Go play for Butler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Butler, places you yeah. go play. Yeah, uh, or Brad Stevens, though. Um, yeah, but they're still like a side. Uh, he'll oh, come back. There's one a guard day. replacement. Go get Brad Stevens. Get Brad from the Celtics. Stevens. Yeah. Bobby Hurley's too too hard. So you know, why don't know, we get Brad Stevens from the Celtics? Seems easy. Look to make my world's work, but I know you guys wouldn't hate it. Look, man, just go get Dusty May from FAU. He's oh, got I, mean, I wouldn't hate it. He got, I think, 30 wins last year. He's over 20 wins this year. They're yeah, going to okay. be okay, uh, so a hold good on, hold on. team. we got to slow down. We slow down. I, we're not firing guard we, yeah, yet. we got to slow down. But, because, and Blackwell's a nice player. I like Blackwell. Yeah, he's an inconsistent he's really young good. player. He's really good. So but the problem is they have a lot of young players who are going to, by nature, be inconsistent. And then the stars... But that's the issue, Jim. Is like the crawl. running the, the window is closing, right? Because I mean, like last next year, you'll still have a really solid backcourt. You'll still have Chucky. You'll still have Klesman. You'll still have Store. Hopefully, you still have a Siege, and you'll still have Blackwell, right? You'll you'll still have a really solid backcourt. But your front court is disappearing, right? Crowell and Wall are both out after this year, more than likely. I don't know if Crowell can have another year, but Wall is done for sure. So then you turn to Nolan Winter and everybody's favorite player, Carter Gilmore. Well, I mean, nobody, nobody's going to giggle at that. Well, because here's Everybody's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Kawhi. Dave chimes in on YouTube. It says happened more times than twice, guys. This team has floundered to a disappointing finish. You know, I'm going to look that up during the break. Uh, uh, I, I actually got that for you oh, right great. now. Uh, last year, Wisconsin started the season 11 and 12. They finished 9 and 13 in their final 22 games. So they're just bad all the way around. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're worse they, they in the second half. Well, they year. started the season eleven and two. That's kind of similar oh, I, to this season. I thought you said, you said eleven and twelve. Did I say eleven you and twelve? Yes. All right. You know, I Matt, thought that was a lot of games. But look, guys, yes, numbers are hard. But actually, yes, that's a bad uh, eleven they and two. Eleven and, and two. I thought they started started well last the season year. eleven and two last year in twenty twenty two. Yes. Oh no, kidding. And then it was. Uh, then they you know fell off. Big Ten play was bad for them last year. Yeah. But again, this is my. It's just the working theory. I don't know how to nail it down, but like. There is a built-in consistency for the Badgers. They roll these players over year over year that they have the continuity. And then they're figured out. And I'm, I'm just saying that if Mac was ever going to make a case, that's one of the things he's going to look at. And we're not there yeah. yet with guard. Yeah. But if they miss the tournament this year, um, now we're looking at a team that, again, all I ask, I'm not asking for the world. And I've said it before, and I, you know what? I'm going to share it on the other side. We're going to hear Matt talk about revive restoration in a second here, but I'm going to describe the Bull Ryan standard, and it's all I want here. And I don't think it's as high as everyone thinks it is, uh, but I'll give you the Bull Ryan standard, and I want to ask you if it's fair. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton here. I'm away curling, and even though I'm not at home, I feel confident that if anything did go wrong, Revive Restoration's got my back. They take care of things like fire damage, smoke damage, water damage. They can get rid of mold and asbestos safely and efficiently. 
So if you've got issues with your home or your business, whether you're gone curling like me or you're off on a business trip or home dealing with something yourself, Revive Restoration has your back 365 days a year, seven days a week. Revive Restoration. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Also brought to you by J&K Security Solutions. Securing homes and businesses in the Madison area since 1987. What is this song? Pound the alarm. Just like Badger ah. fans are pounding the alarm. Gotcha. Or uh, Assembly Hall is pounding the fire alarm. Yeah, that's Little double entendre by you. Nicely done. Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by uh, Coors Light. Modra Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush of Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We're talking Badger basketball here, and I am not in the fire guard crowd. So I want to, again, I feel like I have to state that. It, you you it, do it, actually today. Yes, it, well, here's the thing. It's really annoying that it's now become this sort of weird. Either you are fire guard or not fire guard. Well, hold on, hold on. Where I'm more of like. But I get it. Look, man, if he misses the tournament, you, we got to talk about it. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that, right? If he misses the tournament, you have to talk about it. But you also have to understand Badgers fans are at a point of being spoiled. They're being spoiled because you look at Chris McIntosh, and I'm not saying what he's done is wrong by any means, but mediocrity just isn't allowed at the University of Wisconsin under the tenure or during the tenure of, of the athletic director, Chris McIntosh. You look at Paul I, Christ, who's I would fired say, midseason. Yeah, yeah. You look at uh, Tony Granato, right? Like, you look at these guys that uh, were great coaches at some point during their tenures at head coaches, and once it slips, you're out the building and Max is going to go get his own guy. Now, I think Greg Gard should be held in, in a different regard than, than the, the two guys I just mentioned, but they go out and and Max taking home run swings at those positions, right? Luke Fickle yep. and now Mike Hastings with the men's hockey program who has them as a top five team in the country. I wouldn't say well, Hastings, I don't know if it was a home run swing, but he hit a home run with it. Like, I don't think Hastings was like this big time hire, but uh, it was the I right hire. Was, I think it was viewed as a, as a really good hire. I, I'm not that plugged I just into mean, the like, hockey not like the, world, It wasn't I guess, like but, a fickle sort of like, it was a good, no, it was viewed as a good hire, but it wasn't like right. some sort of like, when you say home run swing, like, that's fickle. This was a home run uh, hire as the coach. Sure. And, and it, like, sure. thought okay. of like as I'll a good it. coach. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, just from, like when I read a lot of stuff on it, a lot of people were like, oh, okay. And I don't know who a home run would have been, but okay. Like, I, it wasn't. You um, could make up a first and last name, and I believe you. So I just know nothing about. Colin here's Patrick. what I and I like that because look, there's money flowing into this the school, and Badger Athletics have a standard they need to keep. So I am fine with Mac doing this. This is what colleges do. Is just not all of them have the ability, the financial funds. Sometimes colleges just ride out who they have, mm-hmm. and they're they're stuck with it. And you can make mistakes, like um, Ohio State where they move off. They haven't really bounced back since uh, was it Thad Mata. Yeah, Thadmana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was it's the coach. The good that was coach before this one. They just fired, I believe. So Indiana, since they fired Tom Crean, so you can make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I'm not coming in here saying just fire guard because one, I would only entertain it if there was. And I'm just using Dusty May as an example, but he mm-hmm. is a guy who's being floated for Ohio State. Um, I could see Indiana wanting him. He is a guy that Badger fans might need to know because he could end up in the Big Ten because he's a Midwest guy. Uh, he coached under Bobby Knight at Indiana, and so he is a guy that you might be facing. He's the head basketball coach, but at he's FAU. not fire guard. He's not fire guard. <laughs> he's, he's only floating potential replacements. No, but he's not. I fire only guard. gave the name. I said I gave the name because there's two other teams in the Big Ten his name's been connected to. So like you might just need to know him just as a fan because he might be in the Big Ten. Unfortunately, is there any like future coaching candidate who didn't at one time coach under Bob Knight? <laughs> I feel fair, like every single coach like is like retro- ever retroactively you added <laughs> seriously point. resume. So I have the Bo Ryan standard. And it is 20 wins every uh, year. Uh, so that'd be 20 and 10-ish in yeah, the regular so we'll, season? We'll, yeah. I have guard stuff in front of me here. Yeah, 20 regular season wins. Top four in the Big Ten. Bo Ryan never finished below fourth place in the wow. Big Ten. Ever. Wow. Ever. Twice during Bo Ryan's entire career, both times there were 19 wins, did he not get 20. Only, and one was his first year. And, and they made so, the tournament every year. Yes. Always made it. That's the other one. Never missed the tournament. That's wild to me, by the way, because I've seen the news the last two weeks that he's like a finalist for the Naismith uh, The Hall fact he's not a Hall of Famer is one of the dumbest things out that's there. That's bananas. Like, I can't even have the conversation because there's that's no case against gem. it. No. The, well, the reason he's not in is one will leave off the air, but uh, unless you don't know it. But. No, I don't think that. I don't think that's keeping him out. There's a lot. Look, Bob Knight's in. 
Well, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. he's like fair assaulting fair. people physically. So like, I, I I get it, but like no, like you know, and I get oh, Bob's no, got I'm more rings. The case. But he's also let's not forget that this is a basketball Hall of Fame. Bo Ryan is one of the greatest coaches ever. Uh, it was at WIAC. What, what is yeah, Wyack? Wyack. Yeah, like, so he is one of the greatest coaches ever at that level and won multiple national Real championships. National championships so yeah. he is a winner and he got the national championship final four. And he was good at Milwaukee the two right, years. Yes. He was there too, right? Like it, is the dumb, like, it is insane. I, it is one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life that he's not a basketball Hall of Famer. But, good call. Uh, I, I'm with you. So, uh, but I don't need basketball Hall of Fame. Now, obviously, it comes with time. So, 20 wins, so obviously 16-17, a lot of Bo Ryan's guys left over, but it doesn't matter. They had 27, so he did it that year. Great guard, 27 wins, mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. I don't know what they did in the tournament. Because uh, the other Which part year, of it I'm is 16-17. Uh, because what I have in front of me just says tournament. It just says what they did. They just say what they do in a tournament. What did they do that year? So you can, uh, Ryan can look that up, but like the reason why um, I picked that, that 20 number is that I just think it shows regular consistency. And also, I need sporadic. I don't need regular, but I need, uh, you know, sprinkle in a little sweet 16 once in a while. <laughs> sprinkle it in. And Give me it, some sweets. And Gordo know? has obviously not been to that level yet. So. Right. So, okay. So, 27. Yeah. So, he did yeah. it that year. 17, 18, 15 wins. They didn't do it. Uh, 18, 19, they got 23. Nin- 20, uh, 19, 20, 21 wins. Yeah, they were good that year. Yep. And then the uh, tournament got canceled. Yep. Uh, so we won't count that one as missing tournament. Uh, then they well, would have been a, probably a two seed right. that year. Uh, 18 wins the following year, so not 20. So that's twice already. You didn't do 20. Uh, 25 wins, regular season championship. This one, great. Like That's great, but then they lost. Did they lose their first game in the tournament? Yeah, right? Or their second game? Sorry, second. which one was this? Two years ago? Yeah, so like two years. Lost second, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chucky lost rolled his ankle. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and at Pfizer, there was a home game. Yes, that's right. I was at. I think I was at one of those games. I'm not sure which one I was at. And then um, they won 20 last year. Just barely got to that 20 mark and um, missed the tournament. So he's hit the guard. He's hit the Bo Ryan standard, or he's missed it three times. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. He's missed it three times. If he doesn't do one of the others uh, this year, that's four times missing it. He hasn't coached that long. We could talk more about it, but in the Sweet 16s aren't mixing in as much. So I'm not I'm not asking for domination. I'm asking for consistency being upper echelon Big Ten in a lower Big Ten. So I think that part's easier. I think 20 wins is easier. So the only, only thing that he really needs to do is, I don't know, actually do something <laughs> in the tournament once in a while. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, we are presented by J&K Security Solutions. Jeff and, uh, Jeffrey uh, and Jeff and Kim started the company. Jeffrey runs it now. Uh, it is a family-run, family-owned business. They can protect the things that matter most in your life, from home security to home automation to commercial security, commercial fire protection. All of that is available with J&K Security Solutions. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Mark Tauscher, coming up next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that, Jim Rutledge. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Mark, I want to get to some of the Packers stuff here. Just wait, what you just said there, yeah. that is an F. Wisconsin football analyst. Oh, your analysis you just... in your take was a big <laughs> That's 100% bad correct. Because... Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. to be joined by Mark Tauscher. And Mark, uh, right before you joined, uh, Alex Stroh found during the commercial break that Ian O'Connor, a uh, writer for ESPN and New York Post USA Today, has written books about Coach K, Belichick, and Derek Jeter and others, has a new book coming out, and it is called Out of the Darkness, uh, the story of Aaron Rodgers. Will will that make it into your bookshelf, uh, Mark Tauscher? Yeah, I'll read that. Uh, is it about his last season, or what is the... Yeah. I mean, it's not just about his darkness retreat. It, it, it is. I'd a, read a whole book about, about his darkness the, like, retreat. It's about the last couple of years, so I, I will just read this from the Amazon uh, description. From his controversial COVID stance, to his methods of spiritual awake, awakening, to his estrangement from his family, to his high-profile romances. Ooh. Runs the uh, gambit. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by that. I'll be curious... I too. I mean, I'll be curious how much access he got, and if he if he didn't speak to Rogers about it, I'm not going to be as interested. If I'm being honest, he, he did confirm he had at least one interview with Rogers, so we're good on okay. that end. So yeah, it sounds interesting. Like I, I would never be a darkness retreat guy personally, but I, I will read this. Jim, will you? You're twenty. You're twenty three years old. I'm twenty five. Thank you, but yes. 
about you have a lot of life ahead of you. Anytime you say I would never do this, yeah, but Tausch, Tausch, uh, do you? How well do you think I would do locked in a dark room for multiple days at a time? Like, yeah, think about who this, I am. This, this is where you're at at this point in your life. Yeah, Mark's who right. Who you on are that. now, it, Jim? You be the. You know this. Yep. I know this. Where you're at there, and where you're at when you're a 45 year old dude is. Like, I mean, you might as well, you're two different people. I mean, so. sometimes you just want to get away from the kids, Alex. Like, yeah, you but might I just don't think it. I can calm down in a dark room like that. That's just not my, my style. I'm, I'm way too wired. I don't think ADHD okay. just disappears. You so know? I would say it like this, Mark. Just when, it, when, when Aaron did it, it's like, I get, if, you, if he said he went off to a cabin where there's no cell phone and no power and he was just in the woods and he was just going to be a mountain man yeah, for I a couple of days, that. I, that I would totally wrap my brain around. It's the full-on darkness retreat where I was like, all right, that's a bridge too far. But it wasn't that far away. It was close. It was just a little too extreme for me. But everyone, sure, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. I think that's what makes him so interesting is that he he does a ton of stuff that nobody else would ever think to do, and I think that's why there's so much intrigue by what he does. He's absolutely intriguing, and uh, I want to transition though to we can use the the uh, scouting combine that apparently Goody seems pretty lighthearted. Made a joke, uh, kind of joked about who when asked about Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Goody really seems like he's feeling really good about himself, and he should. The, the team outperformed expectations. There's a lot of work in front of them. This is not a, a finished product there. But what do you think will be different about this off season and Goody's approach, and even at the combine? Because it's also I think the combine is great for medicals, uh, confirming what you believed about the athletes. And and also like networking slash like building, you know, trades or talking to agents. So how do you think this time around will be different for Goody than maybe last year? Or well, the floor? I mean, obviously, obviously it's going to be you know the the dealing with his current roster and not. I think last year was just a let's just rip it down. Let's you know go young and hopefully we hit on some draft picks. He's done that obviously, and uh, there's no doubt his confidence. I mean, he's he's peacock strutting. Yeah. And he has every right to beat Peacock Strutton because he's got his quarterback. He's got a plethora of offensive skill guys that are going to be core players moving forward. And he's got an O-line that's good. So his big challenges are going to be, all right, what are you going to do on the defensive side of the ball? Who are you going to keep? Obviously, with the restructure of Preston mm-hmm. Smith, I didn't think they were going to get rid of him anyways, but he's going to be back for another year. What are they going to do with Devontae Campbell? And now with this new scheme, how much different is he going to look at certain players, how that's going to fit in because that is kind of the new, you know, the next level is can he break, can he do it again? Because it's easy to hit on a couple picks. It's easy, you know, what he did last year is not easy, but then to validate it and do it again the next year where you're continuing to build your team. Now that you have a bunch of guys that you know moving forward are going to be there, do you take as many swings or do you specifically go for a home run? That's that balancing act that Goody's got to figure out. Yeah, you use the word swing, Tausche, and, and I'm curious. It's been about five years since since Goody's taken a real big swing in free agency. Does is it Zadarius Smith back in 2019? Do you anticipate with the championship window open that this is a year he could take a big home run swing in free agency, specifically outside of the draft? Obviously, no, I'd be shocked. I mean, okay. I think there's, uh, I think there might be a few guys that if you know if it fits, if it's a safety or you know, maybe, you know, an interior D lineman. I don't know. Where would you say right now outside of the safety position that you take a big swing? Because, yeah, you have some cash space, but you're going to be paying Jordan Love north of $50 million right. moving forward, and that's going to take a big chunk. So I think they like where they're at. They have all those draft picks. I think if they find someone that they think can be a versatile, impactful defensive player, that would be the only guy. But, again, when you get into free agency – the question I always have is, if there, if it's a young core stud of a player, why is he coming to market? That's always the question that I have, and I'm sure Goody's going to look. You have to overpay to do it. I would be shocked if Green Bay did anything in those first day and a half, two days, where all the money is crazy. But in that second tier, if there's somebody that maybe didn't get the big deal that they were hoping for, maybe they'll look at this Packer team as a young team that's up and coming that you're going to continue to grow with and win with. 
and maybe that's the position where Goody will snap somebody up. Yeah, I think that's a good point because that's what he's been so good at is those low-risk, high-reward moves versus the high-risk, high-reward moves, right, that I kind of use Zedaria Smith as. So you, you could be right on that, but to answer your question, I would say inside linebacker is the other place I look that I would like him to take a swing, but I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know how, how doable it is slash will he but, really mean, take but, that yeah, chance. And, to your, you know, the question I have is: Do you really want to go and get a Devin White or Levante David or some of the guys that are going to be available, who are eight, nine years in the league? I know Devin White is a little bit younger, but that's the question you're dealing with, and whether or not you you think Quay Walker is going to be that guy, which I think Green Bay does. Do you go and spend top dollar for somebody that's a little bit older, and do you think that will put you over the top? I just don't think anything I've seen from Brian Gutekunst would lead me to think that is not the route that he's going to go. Uh, the one name that, because uh, like Tampa's a team that if they let a player go, they could just be too far up against the cap. And I'm seeing stories now that uh, Antonio Winfield might not be franchised. Antoine. Antoine, excuse me, Winfield might not be tagged. But um, that would be a guy. That I think the yeah, Packers, no 25 years old, expensive, he's though. expensive, but like that's not a that's not a guy being cut for performance. That's a guy that Tampa's just hemorrhaging money over the cap that they need to just maybe find some space. So if he hit the market, that's the guy. Yeah, I mean, and that's obviously a position that I think Green Bay is going to look to find one of those you know gangbuster uh, playmaking type players because when you look around the league and in today's defense. You need guys that are ball hawked and that can make plays. And you know, I thought Darnell Savage, he obviously had the pick six against Dallas. He dropped the one against San Fran. He put himself in position. I think you need to kind of see what are they going to do with him. Because if they are going to go after a Winfield or someone else of that ilk, and, and I agree with that, except Buda Baker, if he's yeah. available for trade, somebody in that uh, magnitude, then you obviously are going to let Darnell Savage go. I think Green Bay is open to those big moves if it's the right guy. And obviously, Goody is not going to spend a ton of money on somebody 29-plus. But when you're talking about that elevator age of 24 to 29, that's where you would pounce. And if Tampa's up against the cap and they can't pay him, he's obviously proven to be a very good football player for them. Uh, so I had two quick ones. One from a, a fan, but then uh, are you a fan of Kirby Enthusiasm or Robin Hood Men in Tights, any of these Richard Lewis? Because he passed away today. I wanted to ask if, if you had any thoughts on uh, favorite Richard Lewis movies from the show Kirby Enthusiasm. I feel like that's a show you don't. Uh, love Kirby Enthusiasm. Not a huge uh, – I don't know a ton of Richard Lewis movies, but I had not heard. I, I, see, I saw that he was in a bunch of the Curb episodes. I did not know that he passed. So yes. No, I, I have not gotten into a ton of his old movies. So, honestly, a weird thing is last week's episode of Curb, he jokes with Larry David of who's going to die first. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, kind of, uh, you know. And, and knowing Larry David, he'll make a joke about that. I know this uh, that show is ending, but you know those guys, uh, they would they would definitely pick and make fun or, or yes. use that to their advantage in their comedic skills because that's just how they roll. Uh, the 920 wants to know if uh, you'd be willing to throw your name in uh, to replace Mark Murphy. Oh, I like that idea. Dude, I, if, uh, let me tell you something. If I was, uh, I would take that job in a New York minute. Absolutely. You'd have it for a long time. 70s, the time you get kicked out, so you, you'd be good. You'd oh, be yeah. Good. That is true. Tosh, you could no, win, that, you, you could win like five be, more Super Bowls. That would be a great job, and it's one of those, you know, the, there's obviously the te- people that own teams and have that wealth, but to what Mark Murphy and the, the Packers have set up, and then you saw, I'm sure you guys have talked about, the player grades on the facilities and everything else. And I think one thing, you could say stuff about ticket prices and everything else, but one thing you could def- that I can definitely say in, in looking at how Green Bay handles their business from a player standpoint, they put their players, they give them every resource they can in order to try and win games, whether it's you know the new cafeteria, all the new stuff that they're doing. Uh, that would be one of the plum jobs uh, for anyone that, would, that wants to run a sports franchise. I think Green Bay would be one of the top spots. Uh, and I think Alex wants to ask, ask you a Badger basketball question because that's what we've been talking about mostly. But to the the grades here, the Packers historically do really, really well, uh, and that's not a surprise at all. 
I don't know if they're thing jumped out to you. I saw the Chargers charged players for their daycare, which is pretty brutal. Uh, but another one was that the Chiefs, who have won you know back to back Super Bowls three out of the last four, their owner got an F minus, uh, and he actually addressed Ooh. it and basically said like, "Yeah, we have to update the facilities." I think a big sticking point was he had promised replacement of their locker room, and then they didn't do it this last off season. So I think that really hurt. But it was just surprising to me because you usually think. Winning and great organizations go hand in hand, and it seems like it's the on the field organization with the Chiefs that's doing really well, but the actual ownership not carrying uh, the torch like Green Bay obviously does. Well, I think that's uh, you know obviously facilities and amenities that come with that. Uh, the Chiefs are, were probably in a position they're trying to get uh, their stadium redone, and that's a five hundred million dollar project. So I understand that players now expect the best because they see the money that's coming in they understand that they're investing in in players and things like that so you better as an organization be doing just what green bay is doing and saying we're going to give you everything you can and there will be no excuses we're not going to be where i think washington was one of the worst where they had sewage coming out of their pipes and everything else you do that players are going to now they have an avenue to kind of let that be known publicly so I would guess that even though the Chiefs have won three championships, uh, that's going to be hugely embarrassing to their ownership group, and that's the way things typically get changed. Yep, no doubt about that. Tashi, last one for me. I, I know you mentioned Brian Gutekunst has been Peacock strutting. I imagine you were not doing that last night as the Badgers played on Peacock. I know you're very anti-Peacock, but they lose again on the road, their fifth straight road loss. Uh, where's the panic meter at for this Badgers hoops team for you, Tashi? Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, I, I really felt like uh, middle of the season, you know, the Fort Myers championship down there and what they were doing early in the season, and you know, and the, it felt like this team was really built the right way. And I don't know what has happened over the course of February, but it's been just bad basketball. And it's been a combination of things. I'm sure if it was just one thing, you'd fix it and you move on. But I still trust that there's enough talent that, you can get hot, and there's still enough season left to pick it up, but I don't think any Badger fan can sit here and say that they feel great about where this direction of this team is right now because it's been god-awful for most of the month of February. Yeah. Mark, uh, we missed you last week. Thanks for hopping on. It was good talking with you. You got it, guys. All right, that's Mark Tauscher brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers, Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton or in Madison, Madison's Custom Jeweler. So the next time you're looking for something for yourself, for someone that you care about, go to Chalmers Jewelers in Madison or in Middleton. We have Minute to Win It coming up next. And uh, primetime is blown away that I remember to do this. I'm surprised. I really thought you were about to throw the break there. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm I'll happy. Give, I'll give Alex credit on this. He brought it up at the start of the segment. He's like, so I He's leave. excited. But he's, he, wanted to, he wanted to work through the, the uh, how to do it. But he also don't awe it because he was uh, critiquing it. Oh, he always is. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, but anyways, it was a reminder. Like Matt doesn't. I have to. I'm when Matt's here. I carry all. Do you the, think Matt remembers? He no, just gets right. excited. And he goes, "Oh my god, it's my turn to play." But like when Matt's here, uh, it is you and I carrying all the way to the show. Maybe a little bit. And when Alex is here, it's a little bit more of like a tri- like a triangle. It's a little more yeah. spread out distribution <laughs> of what's going to happen in the show. And speaking of the yes. triangle, you bring up uh, NBA schemes, and I don't know if you were here on Monday. Yeah. Uh, Strofe. Proclaimed himself as an NBA guy now. Oh, yeah. I took a bit of offense to this because he said he had only watched, I guess, a grand total of 10 NBA games this season. I don't think he's seen an NBA game in person. Oh, no. No, certainly not. No. So I actually want to test his NBA knowledge. Uh, Who are the players with the top nine odds to win the 2023-24 regular season MVP per ESPN bet today? So, I mean, this is the type of Mr. NBA that Strofe is, though. So I'm going to give him a seven on it. Seven? I think like he just is a box score guy. So, okay, like, but we a, like to set it at a half, right? Because okay, so we'll go... Six and a half. Six and a half. We'll go six and a half. I think it's six and a half because I, 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 I am fading okay. Alex Strofe today. I, I just think that like that is the type of thing he'd look up and then call himself Mr. NBA. Mm, we'll see. We'll All see. right, so six and a half. Uh, so what callers? Uh, Badgers have gone two and six in the last eight. Let's get callers number two and caller number six. All right, caller number two and caller number six. You're entered to win Minute to Win It. You'll at least get a $25 gift card North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. I was just there last weekend at the one in Verona. Just amazing. I, I was, uh, I, I'm blown away at how great the food is, how great the service is, such a family-friendly atmosphere. We went there before we went to Epic. But the $6, $6 for kids' meal, it is insane. 
It is an amazing deal. Uh, but there's obviously a million reasons to go to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. But caller number two and caller number six, one of you will at least get a $25 gift card. And if you pick the correct over-under, you will get a $50 gift card North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. Caller number two, caller number six, 844-770-3776. Caller number two and caller number six, 844-770-3776. Uh, good luck. This is Rutledge Hamilton. We're sending it back to you're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, featuring national curling champion and America's sweetheart, Matt Hamilton, on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, curling. So we got Alex Strofen here to play Minute to Win It. Against Schuster today, I saw. Oh, is that what went on today? Yeah, yeah, they're they're head to head today. Oh, you know Matt wants to win. What? Oh, no doubt. Uh, that's nothing against uh, Team Schuster. It's just when you're on a team, you got to win. Uh, mm. You got to beat your teammates if you get the opportunity to do so. Uh, we, this segment is presented by North South Seafood Smokehouse. Like I said earlier, I was there on Saturday. It's just an amazing. I was at the one in Verona. Uh, just an amazing atmosphere for a family-friendly uh, afternoon out. Just got a bite to eat. Kids got the pulled pork sandwiches. My wife got the uh, brisket tacos. I got the, I think it's called a blue brisket. But basically, it was blue cheese, bacon, and brisket with some Ooh, bar. It was amazing. That sounds delicious. But again, I, I okay. cannot hammer this enough. $6 kids meals uh, for the majority of them, I think one of them was seven fifty. is just... That's still a pretty good deal. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and it's $7.50, whoa. That is- but, like, but here's the thing. like, So many of these places now will extort you, and here's the other part of it. Oh, here <laughs> we go. But like, Uh-oh, we got them on a thing now. But yes, because, oh, yeah. well, they'll throw in... It's the same thing McDonald's does. So, like, a soda. They'll be like, oh, we'll throw a soda in there. Now it's like $8, 9 $10. Now it's been a while. But I know when I worked at McDonald's and uh, I was friends with the owner's kid, they the cost to them per large soda sold was one cent. Wow! So like that's seriously? Where, yeah, that's where McDonald's makes cup their money. Cup and all. Cup, oh yeah, cup and liquid, all. Liquid everything. Seen this before actually. That's yeah. insane. It's like half a cent, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. where they make their money. The is, soda. The wow. sodas. Yeah. So huh. instead of forcing. You know, because the kids are going to get it if they can have it. We're going to get it because we're paying for it. You're, you're still paying for it. It's not It's not free. It's just they built it into the cost. Sure. sure. So otherwise, the kids had water, which is healthier anyways. And then they had the delicious brisket and some French fries. And we had a great day. And you could do that at Verona and Madison or in DeForest. You could have it uh, delivered. You could carry it out. Uh, and you could also have it catered. So let's uh, first shout out to North South Sea with the Smokehouse. Let's play Minute 20. Beat the odds. I say everything with pure confidence, whether I think I'm totally right or not. Or crumble under pressure. Pressure, pressure. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Yes, Trope, you are a good villain because you say a lot of things that you know nothing about, but you're extremely confident. Just like you did on Monday when you walked into the office. Uh, we were sitting there and you claimed yourself, you know what, guys? I'm an NBA guy. I am now. an NBA guy. Yeah. Is this an NBA question? Oh, you know it yes! is. Oh, you know it is. Because I'm here to fade you all day, Let's Strofe. Let's go, baby. All right, so I want to make it hard, but not too hard. Jim told me it maybe made it a little too easy on you, but uh, Strofe, I want to know if you know. Who are the players with the top nine odds to win the 2023-24 regular season MVP as of today? What's my over under? Over at ESPN Bet. You get to know that, you know that after the minute. I don't get to know my over under. No, no, no. That's how it works. Oh, that's garbage. No, oh, here, garbage. I'll, here's what I'll tell you: is that like this is the exact category that someone who claims to be Mr. NBA should be really good at because mm-hmm. this is just this is just reading like a page on ESPN. Yep. Yeah, this shouldn't be too bad. Mm, we'll see. All right, your timer starts now. Nikola Jokic. He is leading the odds, yep. Giannis is at a compo. Giannis is at number four at plus 1,600. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is at plus 500, number three. Jason Tatum. Tatum, number five, plus 4,000. Shouldn't be up there, in my opinion. This is where it gets a little tricky. Mm. I'm just going to think out loud who's atop the standings. Uh, Who's high in the West right now? Wolves, Anthony Edwards, is he on there? Anthony Edwards, nowhere to be found on this list. Okay, that's fair. Uh, who started the All-Star game? Shea, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's number two, actually, plus 225. Wow, good for him. Thunder up. Um, who else was in the All-Star game this year? It's just a popularity contest, which is what makes it tricky. I would imagine there's not a Laker on there. Clippers are good. Kawhi Leonard. 
Kawhi Leonard is number six. He's at plus 10,000. Okay. So it's pretty long now. Okay. I imagine I already hit the over, so I'm feeling comfortable. I've got six of nine, I think. Um, you got six, yep. Uh, who am I missing that's also up there? How much time I got? Oh, you got 15 seconds. Oh, I got plenty of time. Okay. How about Miami Heat? Anybody worthwhile there? No. Cleveland's high. Donovan Mitchell. At the buzzer, Alex Strove gets Donovan Mitchell. Well done. Seven. Seven you got seven out of nine. Jim, what was the over-under? I told you to set it at seven and a half. He forced <laughs> you, me to no, six you and didn't half. say seven and a half. You said well, set said it at seven. seven. I said seven, which was the right damn number. Nicely done. Uh, it was. So, But he bumped me down to six and a half. Because I wanted to fade you. Who, I didn't think you had it. Who hit the over? Who chose? Or, or, please tell me they chose the over. They did choose the over. Steve from Madison. Stop, Steve. He uh, he believed in you today. I did not. Yeah, um, clearly. I'll say this. I'm allowed to say I'm an NBA guy? That's what that sounds um, like to me. So you're allowed to say you're an NBA casual. You, you, you. I think I'm more than a casual. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm pretty plugged in. Who'd I miss? Pretty plugged, plugged in. in. Plugged right. in. Who are the yeah. two I missed? The two you missed. Um, this is the one that I knew you would not get because it's the hardest one uh, for someone who's not a real NBA guy. Jalen Brunson is oh, plus sure twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he should there be you higher. Go, Mr. NBA, you know what team we well, played? Well, he was on. He was in the All Star game, so oh, I missed. The, I, I, oh, so, I so from what we're finding out, Alex Strope just watched the All Star yes, game. Yes, yes. That's all like, it really was. You really have used that as your jumping off point. Well, where do the biggest stars midway through the season, know, which is literally, literally a list we're using? I mean, yeah. it's, right. it's kind of a cheat code. All right, and then number nine is actually kind of an easy one. Think about West Coast. I was thinking either AD or LeBron or Steph. Not a Laker. Steph, yes. Okay. Correct. He's at plus 25,000. place? Yeah, they are, but it's still Steph. And I think he gets more credit than anyone, even when his team is okay. bad. Okay. All right. I would say. Like so LeBron. I miss, I miss Brunson and Steph. Uh, LeBron was that. at uh, number 10, but he was plus uh, 30,000, I believe. Interesting. Not happening. And honestly, probably shouldn't even be that high based off of his counting stats this year. That's fair. That's fair. I would Did say- you apologize? Well, no, well, hold on. You are not. You are more than a casual, but you're not like an NBA. You're not plugged in in the NBA. I'm, I'm, not NBA, I'm an NBA guy. No. You like the NBA. You're getting. You're no longer a newbie, but you're not like plugged in. I was never in. a newbie, Jim. But you're not like plugged in. My first Mm-mm. paid media Have job was writing about oh. the NBA 10 How many years, years ago. ago? 10, Have you years, been? Ago. 10 years ago. Have you been years to an ago. NBA game? Yes, yeah, several. How many? Uh, double digits, at least. Oh, wow. And how, and how, how long have you been covering the NBA? I, I never covered the NBA. Jim, you know, I, you wrote, I, was, pay, I was paid to write about oh, the NBA. Okay. Jim, you know, like the the lie people tell about their like body count. You times it by three, add two. I think that's what Shrove just did with the number of NBA games he's been to. Yeah. Wait, what's the, what's the body count like? Isn't it like I don't know? What's like the lie you tell people when they first ask? Isn't it like times it by two, add three, or times it by three, add two, whatever it oh, is? Oh, okay. Um, so what's your body count? Still zero? Well, his body count is different. Well, his body count means different than everyone else's body. Well, it's count. actually negative. Uh, <laughs> if you can believe it. You know, <laughs> even with the I add do. two, for some reason I do. All right. Um, I don't know. I'll just I'll just take that as an apology. <laughs> Uh, I do want to talk to it at some point, and uh, this got a lot of traction online, and I want to talk about it on the other side, but this idea that there is a large chunk of the United States population that does not have, or world population that does not have an inner monologue is mind-blowing to me. Apparently, 50 to 70% of people don't have an inner monologue, and uh, that is insane to me. So I want to describe a little bit what like psychiatrists describe an inner monologue as. You know what, Jim? That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Ryan just mad I beat him. You didn't beat him. Like you both were proven out right. Yes! Like you got one in it. Like if you wanted to be a stickler on it, you didn't get Donovan Mitchell in. So he gave it to you. Oh, I got that in. Ryan, he got it in. Thank you. Like, I'm an impartial like, referee. You basically had a uh, Max Struess 59 foot shot to, yeah, to, got to get to the get the over another and now, take, and now you're taking a uh, victory lap here this is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light